because we have to have a revelation of who Christ is. Because that's the only way we're going to we're going to experience and benefit from all the things that he has given to us and blessed us with. For this morning, I want to speak to you from the book of John, John chapter 5. And I've, I've sort of given a title to read, that God wants you healed. God wants us healed. I know this, sometimes people don't, People become, become skeptical about whether God, it is God we, God's will to heal people. And questions arise um, like, well, why didn't God heal that person? And why did that person die of that sickness if, God, if it's God's will to heal people? Well, I want to say outrightly, categorically from the scripture, it is God's will to heal. And God wants us well and healed completely. And that's the scripture. I want, to, I want to read the passage of scripture and then I want to just lay a foundation before I go into what the message actually is. John chapter 5, I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 9. It may be a familiar passage to some of you. You may have read it before, but I want you to just just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Sometimes, you know, we just sometimes have to just read God's word and let people hear it and let the Holy Spirit minister the way he wants to minister to us. John chapter one, verse five. John chapter five from verse one. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of important folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a sudden season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, 30 and 80 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been, he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and worked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Amen. I think apart from salvation, the need to be saved, probably the next most important need for mankind 
today is to be healed. There are so many types of sicknesses coming upon mankind today that the medical system, the medical support we have in place don't have all the answers. Even right now, as I'm speaking to some of you and speaking to people all over, some of you may be sick, some of you may have sickness, infirmities, and whatever it is, ailment in your body. You may have carried it for years. I want to say to you that God wants you healed. I want to say to you absolutely, convincingly, categorically, that God wants you healed, completely healed, because he has provided healing for you. It is important for us to know that we can be healed from every kind of sickness. I think one of the major hindrances to us walking with Christ and experiencing the fullness of all that he has achieved to us and for us on the cross is that we don't really understand who we are. We don't really know what we've got. We, 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 we sometimes, we have a religiosity that is void of power itself. But we don't know really who we are. We haven't actually, we talk about Christ and I'm not saying people are not born again. Salvation is not just about the born again experience. Salvation is not just about heaven and hell. But there's much, 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 much more that has been accomplished by Christ on the cross. There is a word that is used for, for saved in the scripture. And that word is sozo. I want you to take note of it. It's spelled S-O-Z-O. It's the word sozo. That word means forgiveness of sins. But it also means to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, to make whole, to rescue from danger, from disease, and to restore to health. That one word carries all those meanings. And in the scriptures, I just want to read some scriptures to you. You see, because we lack this understanding, we don't know how to appropriate what God has given us in Christ. In 2 Peter, Peter says, he makes this statement, and he says, God has given you and me everything that is pertaining to life and to godliness. And it is really down to us to be able to appropriate that in our lives so that we can benefit from it. The word sozo means 
forgiveness of sin. Matthew 1, 21. It says, She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The word save there is the same word sozo. 1 Corinthians 1, 21 says, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God, has, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. That word save means sozo. That word is also translated healed. In Mark chapter 5 verse 23, and he eat and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter, this is the story about Jairus' daughter, my little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hand on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. That word heal comes from the word sozo. Luke chapter 8, verse 36. They also, which saw it, told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. People possessed by the devil was healed. That word means sozo. In Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 10. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had worked the same heard paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice stand upright on thy feet and he leapt and walked that word heal comes from the word sozo in James chapter 5, verse 15, he says, And the prayer of, the, of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and he, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. In that one scripture, the word save and the forgiveness of sin is used. It comes from that same word, meaning sozo. I'm stressing this because it's important for us to know that salvation, salvation is not just the forgiveness of sins. Salvation is not just about knowing there's a heaven and there's a hell. There's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. The word also means to be made whole. How we have need today for wholesomeness in every part of our lives, not just physical, but mental, spiritual wholesomeness. Jesus paid the price for a complete, complete healing, complete redemption. He paid the price for us to be whole. Matthew 9, 22, but Jesus turned him about and when he saw her, he said, daughter, this is the woman with the issue of blood. 
Be of good comfort, thy faith hath made the whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. The expression made whole comes from the word sozo. Mark chapter 5 verse 28 says, For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. That word comes from the word sozo. Saints, I'm stressing this because it's so important. Because I think we are, we are perishing with the full power of God lying within us and not knowing we possess it. Paul says it's a mystery that the God of creation dwells inside of us. We carry Christ inside of us. All that we need is within us. If you are a born-again believer, the fullness of God dwells inside of you and me. We need to acknowledge the good thing that God has done for us. We need to take the mantle on. We need to stand up and acknowledge fully that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That Christ is in us and the hope of glory. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Christ did not just purchase redemption for sin. He freed us from all these things, from sickness, from depression, from disease, from poverty. I speak this morning knowing fully well that there are questions people would ask concerning this subject of healing. But let me say to us, as God's people, as God's children, that God has given you and me everything, everything we desire to have, to work, and to live a victorious Christian life everything it is down to us totally down to us to take hold of that which which he has born for us possess it and walk in it the bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge not just knowledge but understanding of what the scriptures say it is important saints in the days and times that we're living and the days and times coming ahead of us that we get to grips with what the scriptures say about who we are about what we possess and to make use of it jesus says speak to the mountain some of us may think that we don't have enough faith believe you me you have enough faith to move mountain the Bible says the faith comes by hearing the word. It comes through what it comes by hearing the word. The faith that you use for salvation, it's not your sense knowledge faith. It comes through the word of God. 
is packaged in the word. When you receive the word of God, you receive the faith of Christ. That's why Jesus can say you can speak to the mountain. It will move. He says if you have a faith, your faith is as small as the mustard seed. It can move mountains. We don't have a faith problem. We have a problem of unbelief. We have a problem of doubt. And sometimes we don't think the two coexist. They do coexist. But I'm not going to be speaking about unbelief today. I want to make the statement and I want to make it plain and I want to lay this foundation that it is God's will for everybody to be healed. Just because people we pray for people that don't get healed doesn't mean that is not true. It is God's will for every soul, everybody to be healed. Everybody. Now, I don't know why some people don't get ill. But that doesn't take away from the, from the fact, the absolute fact, that it is God's will for everyone to be healed. Because he has provided healing for every mankind. Let me remind us what the scriptures say about God. He says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? That's the God that we're talking about. Sometimes when we don't see the result that we, we're seeking for, we're praying for, we want to protect our own integrity. We want to protect our, our ministry. Instead of saying, well, I don't know why that person didn't get healed. We want to protect our integrity against God's integrity. God cannot lie. The scriptures cannot lie. It's either you or me don't understand it, but it cannot lie. I want to say to the devil, to every, to every demon listen, listening to this, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we possess all things, all things pertaining to life and godliness. Not some, all things. If you're a skeptic, I want you to put away your, your skepticism. I want you to take hold of the scriptures and understand that the scriptures, the scriptures are there to bring you everything that God is. I want to go to some scriptures just to just to remind you, Jesus in his work on earth healed everybody that came to him that wanted to be healed. He healed them all. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. And it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease among the people and in his fame went throughout all syria and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with the with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy 
and he healed them. Matthew chapter 8, it says, When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with the word, and he healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Peter quoted the same scripture in 1 Peter 2, 24, that he bore our sicknesses upon his body on the tree, and by his stripes we were healed. It's we were healed. It's a done deal. It's past tense. It's a completed walk. When Jesus said it is finished, it was finished. It's a done deal. We need to take hold of the word. We need to exercise the mustard seed faith and walk in the world. If we don't, Satan will, Satan will rush us up. Satan will take, he will steal that which God has given him. Saints, these are not times for, these are not times for pity party. The enemy is intensifying his, his attack on mankind, on humanity. It's not going to get any better. But for God's children, we, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be worried. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We carry the living Savior within us. We need to know who we are. And we need to exercise the authority and the power that God has given us against the kingdom of darkness all around us. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence taken by force. There is a pressing in into the kingdom of God. The enemy is relentlessly pressing in on us with all forms of sickness, all forms of attack. But Jesus says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If you are part of the church, if you're part of God's pride, bright, doesn't matter what the devil is doing, he cannot prevail against you and me. He cannot overcome us. The only way he does is when we, when we surrender ourselves to him, surrender the circumstances to the devil. But when we stand firm in the word of God and stand firm in Christ, we are more than conquerors. The scripture tells us that we must submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. It's not a, it's, there, is no, there is no other way to do this. There is no other way of overcoming the challenges the enemy will bring with us. God says you must submit to me. Submit to the authority of his word. Get to know his word and submit to that word. Then resist the devil and he will flee. If you don't know what the word of God says, the devil takes you captive. You can, there are lots, you know, uh, 
There are lots of people that are saved, born again, dying, and going to heaven. That's not the issue. That, that has been paid for. The price has been paid for. If you, if you put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're saved. you got a place in heaven. But why are you living here on earth? Why are there still life in your body? You need to know what the scripture says about what God has done, what he is giving you, and what you possess. You're more powerful than you realize who you are. And one of the things that I speak when I speak to Christian, and, and sometimes it, I don't, I, I, I really sometimes don't understand whether sometimes we do read the same scriptures. And, and there, is, there is a blindness, there is a dullness of mind. There is, a, there is a lack of understanding of really what the scriptures say for people to be able to take hold of it and walk in it. The things that God speaks to us are not complicated stuff. Man makes it complicated, but not God. God said, you only just have to believe what I say. You just have to trust me. The words that, I give, that, that, that you and I speak, God says the words that we speak, they are spirit and they are life. When we speak out of the spirit that God has placed within us, things have to change. We have got to believe that, saints. We are not just ordinary men and women, but we walk around and we talk like ordinary men and women. We talk like the world talks. We listen to all the junk on television, all the junk on radio. We fill our hearts, we fill our minds with so much worldly knowledge, information. Information that takes us nowhere, information that ends up becoming a, a, a stumbling block to the power and to the authority of the world that is within us. We spend more time in front of the TV. We spend more time listening to the radio. We spend more time listening to what other people say about what is going on and give explanations about, about things in the world and less time knowing what the scripture says. There are challenging times ahead, church. Very challenging times ahead. And God wants to bring us to that place to understand that we are just, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. You know, the Bible says we need to be, become conformed to, to the image of, the, of Christ, not to become conformed to the world. The Bible says we must transform our minds. We must renew our minds so that we are transformed from within. We can, we, can, we can stand our ground against the enemy with our minds not renewed. If we are thinking the way the world thinks. When we get sick, I said to people, the first thing that I do when I get sick, is to lay hands upon myself in the name of Jesus Christ. 
and is to speak to that sickness. If I know it by name, I call it by name, and I, I rebuke it by name in the name of Jesus. And saints, sometimes it takes a couple of hours, sometimes a couple of days, but it does go. I know it works. I know it works. If you don't put it into practice, you wouldn't know it works. If you're only depending on pastors and, 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 and prophets and whatsoever to come and lay hands on you, if you're only just depending on that, when the people are not around you, what would you do? We need to begin to practice to lay hands upon ourselves. We need to begin to practice what the word actually say concerning who we are. And I want to go back to the passage of scripture we read. We'll get from John chapter 5. Familiar passage of scripture. This I have read it so many times, and every time I every time I read it, there is something that God brings to my attention. Let me just read a few verses that challenge me, and I want to. I, I hope it does challenge you. This story of this this man for thirty-eight years. I don't know. Somebody may somebody may be listening to my voice that you carried something, maybe not for thirty-eight years. Something that you shouldn't even carry for a day. As a child of God, and you carried for thirty-eight years. I want to assure you today, if you would, if you would take hold of what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through the scriptures, you would behold. If you would allow your, your, your mustard seed faith to work, you would be healed. Because God cannot lie. This man for 38 years sat at a place where some kind of healing takes place. It's, 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 it's a bit like there's so many thousands of people depending on the NHS. There's so many people on the waiting list, on the NHS waiting list to be, to be for some oppression or to be healed for some, for some kind of sickness or, or, or disease. You can liken that to that porch. The Bible says at that place, there were all kinds of people with different types of sickness and illness. And that a particular time that the, the, an angel comes down and troubles the water. And whoever first gets into that water is made whole. Well, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit like the rat race with the NHS. You know, getting, getting to the NHS, they're doing a brilliant job. They're stretched. They're human beings like you and me. They don't have all the answers. They don't know everything about the, sick, about the sickness that's coming on mankind. Even when they do know, the system, the function on them sometimes don't allow us to benefit from it. And that's the truth. This, is, this can be likened to this very same position that that man was in. Then came along Jesus, who picked him out. And asked him the questions, 
Let's let's read what he says. I read from verse 5. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 80 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? Saints, you would, I, when I read it the first time, I, I asked myself, well, what, well, Jesus, you saw, you can see he's, he need, he's in need of healing. But Jesus asked him, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be healed? Jesus is asking us the same question today. If you are carrying any form of sickness or disease or illness, whether mental, emotional, physical, Jesus is asking you the question, do you really want to be healed? And you can, you, you're the only one that can answer that. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed of your mental illness? Do you want to be healed of your depression? Do you want to be healed of cancer? Do you want to be healed, saints? It's a question Jesus is posing to you and to me. Don't make excuses. This man came up with all kinds of excuses. I, 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 oh, when I want to get in, then people get ahead of me. I can't jump into it. And then I, stop making excuses. Take hold of that which God has given you. He paid a price for it. He hung, bled, and suffered for your wholesomeness. Don't let the devil rob you of what God has given you. You possess. You possess all that Christ had. You know, there's a scripture in 1 John 4, 17 that says, As Christ is, so are we in this world. As Christ is, so are we in this world. Not the world to come, not when we get to heaven, but in this world, as Christ is, so are we. You need to think and meditate on what that scripture actually means. What it means to be called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So Jesus asked this man, do you want to be healed? Do you really want to be healed? Christ is asking you the same question this morning. Do you want to be healed? Do you really want to be healed? He's passing by wherever you are in your home, wherever you're listening from. He's speaking to you directly. And he's asking you the question, do you want to be healed today? Regardless of what the doctors say, they may have given the diagnosis, they may have given the, the, the final, their, their judgment on, on your situation. That's not the final answer. That's not the final report. That's not, the, that's not the ultimate report. That's not the last word. If you're a child of God, you have more than what the doctor can say. 
God wants you healed. God wants you whole. God wants you to know that he loves you so much that he came, he bled and died for you. God calls you by your name. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows what you're going through. He knows where your doubts are. He knows the things that you question. But I can assure you today, if you could muster up, if you could muster up that tiny little bit of faith and anchor it in the word of God that is true, your life will never be the same again. You're bound to be changed. You're bound to be transformed. If you're not saved or you're on the, on the, on the peripheral of salvation, you see, because there are some people that are on the outskirts of salvation, they, they, they tread in this, this, this line, this divide, this one foot in here and one foot out there. You know, when, when, they, when they do have a need, they ask for praise. They come and want, come to prayer meeting, then they will make prayer requests. But they're not fully committed to the Lord. They're not fully committed in their heart to the Lord. But God wants all of you, not part of you, all of you. Because he gave all for you. He doesn't require just part of you. There are no part-time Christians. It's either you're born again, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the name of Jesus, or you're a part-timer. There are no part-time Christians going to heaven. I'm speaking this morning from the bottom of my heart. I, I hear, I was having a conversation this week, the enemy is doing so much to discourage the church, to discourage God's children. And the reason why he becomes successful in, in that is because our eyes are fixed more on the world than on, than on Christ. The information for our living, our daily living, is more coming from what we hear in the news or secondhand information from somebody, but not from spending time with Christ in the world. That has to change. There is, a, there is pressure coming. There is pressure coming. We talk, we talk about the mark of the beast. And some people are even dismissing it from the mouth. Oh, you know, it might not be now, it might be further down the line, I might not be here. It's not far away. The rapture is not far away. The signs of the times are there. There is pressure coming. There is pressure coming. As to whether the, when the mark comes, whether you will be here and you'll be able to resist it. When you need to leave, you need to feed your family. You need to put a roof over your head. 
And that pressure comes whether you'll be able to resist it. But I pray to God that the church will not be here then. I pray to God that you and I would not be here to undergo that pressure. But while we're still here, take hold of the scripture. Take hold of Christ. Lay hold on the word of God. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. For 12 years, he went every, she went everywhere. But when she heard about the man Jesus, like you and I hearing today, when she heard about it, even though there were loads of people in front of him, in front of her, just like the man of the pool, opposite. Even though there were lots of crowd in front of her, the Bible says she pressed through the crowd. We need to press through circumstances. We need to press through the crowds. We need to discern what is right and what is wrong from what we hear. And we need to touch Jesus. If we do that, we will be healed. If we do that, we will be whole. If we do that, we will, we will be protected. Jesus said to this man, take up your bed and walk. Immediately he did. Immediately he did. God is saying to somebody today, you've been at where you are in an infirmity, in an illness for long. For long you've been there. God is saying and asking you the question, do you want to be healed? If your answer is yes, then take up your bed and walk in the name of Jesus. Then take up your bed and walk in the name of Jesus. Not, not, this is not about Elder Lane speaking. Take up your bed and walk in the name of Jesus. Exercise that mustard seed faith. Take your bed up and walk in the name of Jesus. I want to close with something that I came across. I was I was reading. You know, one of the one of the things I worked with, I worked with a lot of young people in the past, and I still do still have some contact with schools. And and the problem we have with with our young people is this issue of mental illness. This issue of I, I just I just can't I can't make I can't make sense of it. All, the, the only thing I can put it down to. I, I don't know. This, 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 it's, it's like there's this a demonic attack on the generation. But people don't want to believe that. Then people think that's, that's fantasy talk. But that's the reality. Because we're trying to deal with stuff that is so spiritual. And we're going to take medication after medication not to heal it, but to, but to manage it. God wants your mind free and whole. In Psalm 19, let me just turn to that scripture quickly, please. If you got a Bible, Psalm 19, and I'll close with that. And, I, and the verse says, 
the law is in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. The word law means instruction, commandment, the word, what's been spoken. What are you hearing today coming from the scriptures? That word is perfect. That word makes you hope. That word heals. That word delivers. That word saves. That word protects. The psalmist says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. I looked up the word converting. It's a word, it's a Hebrew, there's a Hebrew, there's a Hebrew meaning to it. It says to restore to its original condition. The word of God can restore your mind to its original condition. It can restore your soul to its original condition. The word of God is powerful. When God speaks it, it will not return to him without accomplishing it. Whatever state your mind is, the word of God can change it, can restore it to its original condition where you can think clearly, you can perceive clearly, you can understand clearly. I want us to just bow our heads as I close. And I want to minister this to you. One of the things that sometimes also hinders us from, from benefiting from, from the word of God or from what God has blessed us with, is sometimes you, we don't receive from each other the way we should receive from one another. And God spoke this to me. Sometimes our pride gets in the way. As to who is speaking to you. I want to say to you today that God is speaking to you. I know that he's speaking to you. Whatever it is in your life, whatever it is in your body, wherever it is that is aching you, if you know the name of it, you call it by name. You lay your hands upon your body and you speak with authority. You take and exercise that authority and command that sickness, that pain in the name of Jesus to leave. I want you to do that, not for anybody else, but for understand that Jesus is with you. Understand this. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, thank you, God, for speaking to us. Thank you for the anointing and the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that you remind us that your word shall never return to you empty, a void, but it will accomplish 
all that you send it out to do. Thank you, Lord, for your people. Thank you that you put, you purchased this salvation for them. But you purchased much more than the forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Lord God, Father, that you purchased good health for them. You purchased prosperity for them. Thank you, oh God, Father, that you purchased protection for them. Thank you for your precious blood that was spilled, that brought, uh, brought about the healing, the deliverance, the wholesomeness. May they receive your word today. May their lives never be the same today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I rebuke every demonic spirit in any household. I rebuke any spirit of doubt. I rebuke every spirit of oppression, every depressive spirit. I speak to every depressive heart, every depressive mind in the name of Jesus. I command every mind that is oppressed, depressed, to be renewed and be transformed, be changed in Jesus' name. Father, I bless you. I thank you. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord. For those of God, Father, that are not saved, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that they will give their heart to you, that the time is short. I pray, oh God, Father, that you will waken them up. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that you will send, oh God, your servants around them to speak the word of hope, to speak the word of salvation, to declare the gospel and the whole counsel of God that they will be saved in Jesus' name. Bless you this morning. Lord, we glorify your name. Take hold, Lord, take hold of us, Lord. Enfold us in your hands, Lord. Cause us to remember how much you love us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, I pray. Amen.